we're chewing the facts. We've got onto what's wrong with government and how to fix it, and probably the best example of what's wrong with government in, in the public's uh, mind would be the Department of Infrastructure. Any initial thoughts there? Well, I guess you're the expert on this, Phil, as the <laughs> former minister. I, I, it's obvious that th- they always seem to be in the firing line, I guess because their work is so visible. Um, when things go wrong or even when they don't go wrong and people don't understand what's happening, it inconveniences people. You can see it. You walk past it every day. Douglas Prom. I mean, I, who would want to be the, the, the Minister for Infrastructure? Well, I did. I, I quite enjoyed it, I have to say, um, because there are some excellent uh, staff working in there, um, but they are working under very difficult circumstances. I, and I'm not saying that that's not the case across government, because uh, since 2008, when that uh, the big 200 million VAT grab happened uh, with the UK government uh, changing the VAT relationship, mm. all departments of government have been cut significantly over that period. However... If you think of government, there are three big spending departments in government. You've got health um, and social care, you've got education, and you've got the Department of Infrastructure. You can't really cut significantly uh, the health and social care department. Any savings that can be made in terms of efficiency in that department have to be just uh, sort of turned around and put into frontline services. Um, pretty similar, really, with education. Uh, you know, you need sufficient numbers of teachers to be able to uh, teach the children. So you, you can't do an awful lot of cutting there. So needless to say, the Department of Infrastructure was seen as an obvious choice and significant amounts of, of budget were cut from there. There's no getting away from it. So effectively, the department is set up to fail in that you have a significant amount of infrastructure to look after and to maintain. Mm and a recognisably small budget, a budget which is not sufficient to do everything that everyone expects. Added to which, because the Department of Infrastructure is the Aunt Sally across government, everyone wants to knock it. Um, they tend to knock everybody in the Department of Infrastructure mm. and um, morale is, is often quite low because very few uh, people actually uh, defend the department. Uh, you know, they're, they're all very quick to turn on the department, particularly, it's fair to say, in an election year. Yeah, it's a bit of a scapegoat, I guess. In that, 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 but there, there clearly are real issues or perceived issues. And I think p- part of the problem is is communication and kind of managing people's expectations, but also looking at it in a broader context. So, you know, we, we have this perception of, our, you know, our capital projects are hopeless, they're always failing. Well, are they? Are they all? Um, is, is, how much of that is in the nature of capital projects? You know, that how accurately can you set a budget? What happens in the private sector? What happens in the public sector in the UK? Are, are we uniquely incompetent? You know, uh, these are the questions we could ask. And, and of course we aren't uniquely incompetent, but uh, we do... Uh, every time anything ever goes wrong with anything in government, a committee is established, an investigation is held, and a whole raft of new regulation introduced to stop the thing that went wrong ever happening mm. again. Uh, often these things are either common sense or 
a good try, which sadly didn't come off as well as it might have done. Uh, but you end up wrapping uh, government up with so much red tape that everything is going to cost twice as much as, as it perhaps would necessarily uh, cost uh, if you didn't have all this bureaucracy. Mm. And perhaps uh, we need a, a, a greater appetite for risk.